Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing excellent today. I'm high energy. I just am coming off of a week over a week long vacation of I was supposed to be with my family but I was actually just by myself at home Uh, my boyfriend was working most of the time so we would hang out at night but it was mainly just me fumbling about but I have so much energy because I took a break so if you guys are struggling and feeling like you can't get things done I highly recommend taking a week-long break if you have the luxury to do so because you get a lot done anyway I wanted to talk today about trading discomforts. Um, So I was on our group coaching call this morning, actually just got done with it, but I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was such a good topic and I was feeling inspired. On our group coaching call today, someone came on during the last bit of the call and they were talking about how they didn't feel safe around any food. And at first I was trying to get her to think about like, well, if you did think safely about food, what would you be thinking? That sort of stuff. And her mind was just like in total total blockage of like, I don't know what that would be like. I can't even envision that. But then we talked about, okay, with your current system right now, which her current system was um, meal prepping everything, pre-portioning things out because she didn't trust herself and not having any foods that are enjoyable, just like foods for fuel, not like eating in a way that maybe you say normal people would eat. And something that we we, we said was, maybe you need to start including more satiating, safe, enjoyable food or more satiating, enjoyable foods back into your diet within the pre-portioned controlled version that you have right now. I don't think going off of your meal plan right now would be a great idea. Maybe it would feel like you're totally out of control. But in order to do that, what she's going to have to do is be uncomfortable before, during, and after the meal because she's eating something she's completely terrified of. Something that we don't realize in recovery is that to build competency and to build confidence in the recovery process, in eating foods, if you want to feel comfortable around foods, the the way you feel comfortable about it isn't just simply by thinking differently about it. You actually have to go through the act of feeling okay around that food, eating that food, and then seeing over and over again that that food doesn't cause any disasters for you to finally feel safer on that food. For her though, she was just like, kind of and she said oh my god fuck like I'm that's what that's what I have to do right I have to feel that discomfort I have to feel it all the time in order to go through this and the answer is yeah you do but something interesting that I pointed out to her was that you feel uncomfortable now though you feel totally in discomfort right now and you're you're going to have to go through discomfort to get out of this like I told her you're miserable now she felt really really miserable Something we don't realize is that when we're going through recovery, we're like, oh my God, it's going to be so uncomfortable. It's going to be so hard. We have to do these things. We have to do new things. You're just simply trading discomforts because you are uncomfortable now. You were just familiar with the type of discomfort you're going through. Something funny in my relationship with my boyfriend is I am really good at dealing with crappy little things in the house that aren't working. Like, I forget what it was. Hmm... 
Oh, so we had this at our old apartment. We had this lamp that um, if you ever, if you grab this switch to flip it, it was on this cord. And what you would do to turn it off is you grab the switch and turn it off. But sometimes you'd grab and pull the cord away from the lamp to turn it off because it was more available and easy to reach. But then if you let that cord draw back, what it would do is it would hit the lamp itself the 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 structure and then the structure would perfectly hit the lamp light and then accidentally turn the lamp back off and this happened to me so many times like it was just something i was used to and then i would have to do after that i'd be like okay i have to go back and actually not grab it and and flip the switch and then let that be there and so it doesn't fall back and then turn it accidentally back off and then I'd leave and I never ever thought about moving the cord I never thought about adjusting the lamp position so that it didn't do that anymore and then my boyfriend does it accidentally one time and he's like well, that was weird what happened and then what he the person that he is is that he'll go and switch it he'll just be like oh and he he moved the lamp cord around so it didn't do that anymore no matter what we did with it and it was fine so he fixed this problem but for me, I had just gotten used to that discomfort. I was like, that's just so, that's just an annoying thing that we have to deal with. He is much less tolerant to those things. And the reason I bring that up is because I think in eating disorders, maybe it's because I struggled with an eating disorder for years that I'm used to that. But I, I, I had a really high tolerance for just pain and discomfort when it came to my eating disorder. But I didn't have a great high tolerance for nervousness not knowing what was going to happen, being a little bit out of control in order to gain more control, um, being uncomfortable in my body. I was very bad at those discomforts. For him, he has certain things that he's willing to tolerate all the time. Like for me, I get anxious and worried about a lot of things if I don't know exactly how it's going to go. For him, he's completely fine with that sort of discomfort. But for little crappy things that are annoying physically, he is very quick to change that discomfort. For me, different. So for you, I'd invite you to think about if you're worried about going through the pain of recovery, it's kind of funny because you're already going through pain right now. But the problem is for the pain you're going through right now, it's not really giving you anything other than temporary relief and protection, whatever your eating disorder protects you from. Like there's lots of different reasons we have our eating disorder. It does offer you some benefits, but it's offering you very little in return. But if you go through the discomfort of recovery, which means trying new things, going through the discomfort of not knowing, feeling anxious and nervous while you practice new skills, the, the discomfort of failure and dealing with that failure and then moving on again, the discomfort of maybe your body changing and thinking new thoughts around that, trying to accept, trying to, trying to create a new identity, really. If you go through that type of discomfort, which what's cool about that is it makes you a different person. And it makes you much more tolerant to mental things that you have to deal with. And actually, a lot of those skills are very applicable to life. Tolerating physical pain, like you do in an eating disorder, that is a skill, but it's only one skill. And I feel like the recovery discomfort you have to go through teaches you a lot about different mental skills you have to go through. And so I'm saying this just because it's such a simple switch. This will be a shorter podcast episode. But you are already going through the discomfort now, or a type of discomfort now. And your brain's trying to tell you it's going to be so much different if you go through recovery, but actually you're just doing a different, you're, you're tolerating a different discomfort. One discomfort is going to offer you way more than the other discomfort. And you're already miserable. So why not try something new? Like you're already stuck. Something really interesting about this person on the group coaching call, what I see for a lot of people is they get really stuck in like, 
I have to, if I try these things, I can't try any of these things for recovery because then I won't, I will completely lose control. But that's kind of what you have to do in part of recovery is you have to take risks in recovery. You have to try something new. Otherwise something will, nothing will ever change. So in order to go through this, I think something that helps me change, and I think I've talked about this with Marcus Kane and on my podcast before is when I went through my journey of trying to be different to myself, trying to stop binging, trying to do intuitive eating, I didn't have any guarantees that any of that would work. What made me change wasn't the guarantee of this is going to work. It was the guarantee that I'm fucking miserable right now. Something has to change. I don't know what has to change, but I'm going to try something different. And that helps me get out of where I wanted to go. It helped me get unfrozen because before that, I just kept trying the same thing over and over and over again. It wasn't until I realized I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again with no results. Something's got to change and this is worth it for me to change. That's when I was able to just trade those discomforts and go through something different. It wasn't easy. And I had, I definitely had moments of falling back and forth, but that's what helped me. So for you, if you're feeling really stuck, I invite you to remember that you won't get different results by trying the same things. And also you're already uncomfortable, but you can, since you tolerate so much discomfort from your eating disorder, you likely can tolerate the discomfort of recovery. Something also I think I've said on my Instagram is if you struggle with bulimia, you can recover. Like the exact same energy you use in your eating disorder to keep your eating disorder alive and running is the energy you can use in your recovery. Something so cool I think about a lot is like, all my negative traits, my addictive personality, if that is even a thing, like we don't really know for sure if that's real, but let's say you have an addictive personality. If you struggle with bulimia, I think I would probably fall into that category if that were real. Um, I totally use those traits of addiction, of obsessing, being passionate about something, hyper-focusing on something, being just like uh, uh, working on it to a fault. And that drive that you have, that incessant drive, I've used that a lot in my life and other things like my business and my relationships. So the things that you use in your eating disorder, the skills that you use, the energy from your anxiety, the obsessiveness of the weight and stuff like that, all those skills can be really, and the tolerating of physical discomfort, all of those skills can be used in recovery and for other things in life. You have the ability, you are using it right now. You just need to use it for something different. And like I said on this group coaching call, and this person kind of laughed, it's like, you're already miserable. You might as well be in misery for something that offers you much more and offers you a way out of that misery. Not to say that your life is perfect after you after you recover, you still go through discomfort, but you understand how to tolerate that discomfort better. You understand how to deal with that discomfort better. You understand how to grow from it. And I feel like your eating disorder is keeping you at a surface level way of dealing, dealing with discomfort. So anyway, think about it like that, trading discomforts. Think about what you already do in your eating disorder, how much you tolerate, and how that could be utilized for better, more constructive things. Just food for thought. Okay, I'll let you guys go. If you are struggling and you need help with bulimia recovery, highly recommend joining my group coaching program. Or if you're wanting private coaching, I offer that as well. You can check that all out on my website at bingebreakers.com. They're both really great resources. I also have a free course available on there. So if money is really tight, you can check out that free course too. I totally understand that. Um, and then yeah, listen to these backlogs of podcasts too. That's all free content for you as well. All right. And then my Instagram is bingebreakers underscore 
for bulimia if you want more daily content. I've been taking a vacation um, over break, so I haven't posted on there recently, but I should be back up and posting this week when this is going to go out. So yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, never give up on yourself, my friends. Bye.